Welcome to the first episode of History Bites, a Green Eggs and Dan offshoot production. As we take breaks in between seasons of GED, I need a different acronym. I thought it would be fun to regale you with a little food history that's equal parts weird, funny, cringy, and maybe a little enlightening. And because it's the holiday season, I thought I would start with the mother of all food holidays, Thanksgiving. Get ready to take a wild ride into the sordid history of bland turkey, rightfully angry Native Americans, and a little old-fashioned commercialization. Thanksgiving. It's a time to celebrate the harvest, bring the family together, and eat our faces off until the tryptophan from the turkey knocks us out on the couch for three hours in the late afternoon while our parents whisper over our sleeping bodies, I get why he's still single. Too real. Thanksgiving, as we're taught in school, is a rosy picture of pilgrims coming to America, celebrating a good farming season, and enjoying a leisurely meal with some Native Americans from the Wampanoag tribe who taught the settlers how and what to farm on their native land. Was corn really that hard, guys? Just like, plant it and water it, geniuses. Anyway, they sang songs, they danced, and they ate a bountiful harvest. The end, or the beginning. That idyllic 1620 meal is about the only nice thing associated with the early Thanksgiving trappings, and debatable as to whether it's even true. The idea of giving thanks in the first place comes about because around 100 of the original settlers from the Mayflower died over their first winter. The rest expressed their thanks with praying and fasting. It's the anti-Thanksgiving, where you starve with gratitude. No thank you. Then there's Squanto. You remember the famous Squanto, right? He helped the pilgrims as a translator and taught them how to plant crops. But Squanto only knew English because he was captured by the Brits in 1614, sold into slavery in Spain, and came back to America in 1619 to find his whole tribe dead from smallpox. That must have been an awkward conversation. Hi, Squanto buddy. Sorry about the whole family being decimated thing, but like, how do you grow this corn stuff? Oh, just plant it and water it. Got it, thanks. Sorry for your loss. There was no turkey at the original Thanksgiving meal, and no pie. They didn't have butter or flour, or an oven for that matter. So they ate some crops and some deer that the Wampanoags brought over. Maybe some fowl was served, but we don't have evidence of that. Was the fowl turkey? Was the fowl duck? Also, can the fowl get a new name already? first thing to know is that Abe Lincoln made Thanksgiving a national holiday in 1863 as a thanks for the victories at Vicksburg and Gettysburg. But it was FDR who made it super duper official in 1941 by placing it on the second to last Thursday of November. Why that day? Because retailers wanted more shopping days before Christmas. This is in the middle of World War II when we were fighting Nazis. How did this happen? Uh, hey, uh, Mr. President, I know you're busy trying to save the world from Hitler, but we gotta move some more stockings here at Lowman's. Okay, so why the hell do we eat turkey and stuffing and yams and all that stuff? Most of everything we think of as Thanksgiving today is because of a single woman named Sarah Josepha Hale, a novelist and editor who casually wrote about the holiday in her novel Northwood and convinced Honest Abe to make it a national holiday with an endless letter writing campaign. She also wrote recipes for Thanksgiving, one of which was for mashed potatoes, which is why we eat them today. She was nicknamed the mother of Thanksgiving. By the way, this was the recipe for mashed potatoes verbatim. 
When old, potatoes are best boiled and mashed with a little butter, salt and cream, or milk. They may also be sliced and fried raw in hot salt pork fat. Or, after they are both boiled, both dishes are to be relished. I love it. It's like choose your own adventure with mashed potatoes with zero measurements. And yes, she sounded exactly like Adam Sandler. Side note, Hale was also the author of Mary Had a Little Lamb. Huh. Another side note, her novel Northwood was one of the first anti-slavery books and basically called the slave owners assholes before it was popular to do so. What a mensch this Sarah was, as if giving us mashed potatoes wasn't enough. The most prescient food to start with at the Thanksgiving table is obviously turkey. And instead of a grand story about turkeys being some sacred food that Native Americans prayed to and worshipped for their dry, terribly bland flavor, the reasons we eat them are basically convenience. Turkeys were always plentiful and local because nobody liked to eat turkey eggs. Let that sink in, chickens. The only reason there are less of you is because we love to eat your unborn babies. Honest Abe Lincoln loved turkey, which means he honestly had bad taste, and it was his traditional meal for Thanksgiving. He's also allegedly the first president to issue a presidential pardon for the turkey. That's right, our prisons are overflowing with people inside for weed convictions from the 90s, but it's the turkey getting the pardon. What about the absolute worst food combination in the history of food combinations? Sweet potatoes and marshmallows? Why the hell do we put marshmallows in the sweet potatoes? Thank the Cracker Jack Company, who put out a recipe book in 1917 telling people to cook their sweet potatoes with marshmallows. Guess who made and sold marshmallows? The Cracker Jack Company. So you can thank them for one of the greatest offenses to cooking in American food history. Also, this was 1917, the last year of World War One. What is with our companies sneaking in their awful products during wartime? And yes, I bought a ton of snap bracelets during the Gulf War. What about cranberries? How did they get in on the act? Well, did you know that cranberries are one of the only commercially grown fruits native to the United States? There's a good chance the Wampanoags were eating them and brought them to the OG Thanksgiving dinner. But how did we get from there to that weird jiggling canned abomination today? You can thank the ocean spray people for that when they discovered that it was easier to wet harvest cranberries in the early 1900s. Then they took all the misshapen, weird looking cranberries that couldn't sell in the market and canned them to last longer. That's right, you're basically having your turkey with cranberry backwash. Ultimately, Thanksgiving, at its core, is a harvest holiday where we celebrate a great year of growth. And the American version is just one of many. There are harvest holiday traditions all over the world. In the Jewish tradition, the harvest festival is called Sukkot, where Jews get to act like five-year-olds and build forts in the backyard. Best thing here is to take a quince, one of the symbols of Sukkot, turn it into a marmalade with infused liqueur to help you forget that your real house has heat. The Moon Festival is China's celebration of the harvest. It's also a time of year where everyone makes mooncakes, a sweet, salty, and savory treat cake that's filled with goodies like sweet bean paste, red dates, or lotus paste. 
In Korea, a similar moon festival on the same day is called Chuseok, and instead of mooncakes, you eat songpyeon, which are rice cakes shaped like half moons and balls filled with sesame seeds or chestnuts and then steamed. Tradition says if you make good songpyeon, you'll find a good mate. Swipe right on songpyeon. In Japan, they have the famed Honematsuri, or penis festival. Every March, people come to a shrine housing a 900-pound wooden penis while women hand out free glasses of sake on the side of the road. The festival has all sorts of food, most of them in penis shape, and it's a celebration of the harvest and fertility. And I'm sure the Shinto priests aren't overcompensating for anything. Okay, how about some rapid-fire Thanksgiving facts and stats? Are you ready to find out how fat we actually are as Americans? Let's go! The annual turkey fest takes down 46 million birds. That's one turkey for every 7.5 people. That's also a half a billion dollars in turkey. Has anyone ever tried turkey eggs? They're not that bad. Can we please save some turkeys? Not only that, the average US citizen eats around 16 pounds of turkey a year. If that sounds like a lot, realize that the average American eats 110 pounds of red meat, 31 pounds of cheese, and 42 pounds of corn syrup. That's right, we live on gummy bears, nachos, and hamburgers. The average number of calories consumed on Thanksgiving is three to 4,000 calories. Great if you're an Olympic swimmer, terrible if you're an overweight, sketchy uncle. Ironically, most Americans hate turkey, and 65% want an alternative on the dinner table, with most requesting ham. How bad does the opening act need to be for the next best option to be ham? Did you know that there are three towns in the U.S. named Turkey? The most populous turkey in the U.S. is Turkey Creek, Louisiana, with almost 500 people. No one wants to even live in Turkey. This is wild. The most expensive Thanksgiving dinner goes to the Old Homestead Steakhouse in Manhattan that will run you almost $200,000. Here's what you get. You get two 20-pound turkeys covered in edible gold flakes and seasoned in saffron. The gravy is infused with Louis XIII cognac. There's seafood bread stuffing with bread imported from the UK. There's Alaskan king crabs, Maine lobsters, otoro tuna, golden caviar from the Caspian Sea, sweet potatoes with cinnamon from Sri Lanka, bacon from pigs raised in Spain, and white cheddar from the UK. Oh yeah, also there's a $480 per person Wagyu beef selection. The package also includes a 7-day yacht excursion, a $20,000 Black Friday shopping spree, iPhones, 4 tickets to the Super Bowl, and 2 tickets to The Voice. Weird flex. And now my favorite Thanksgiving stat, $19 million a year in property loss due to fires each Thanksgiving. Frying turkeys is not for amateurs. So, what have we learned? America's Thanksgiving history is a little dark and very commercialized. Shocking. Wartime is the best time to move product. And if I can make great songpyeon, I can finally cancel all my dating apps. Happy cooking, happy eating, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.